Coming up, Universal wants taxpayers to pay for a bridge to their new hotel, and Disney's building an $85 million parking garage tax-free. The Orlando Sentinel's Jason Garcia joins us to talk about that. And remember that Cars Land rumor we were talking about? Well, it's back. Also this week, Dustin West and special correspondent Holly Ford have their segment on Overlooked Animal Kingdom. If you're one of the people that thought Animal Kingdom was a boring half-day park, this may change your mind. It changed mine. All that coming up on this week's episode of The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 589, for the week of March 26th, 2013. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com, experts in helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. One great reason to use Dreams Unlimited is because your husband is fat, your kids won't stop screaming, and your job sucks. You have your hands full. Planning a vacation in Disney World isn't always easy. So let one of our amazing agents, who also have fat husbands and screaming kids, but a wonderful boss, plan it for you. They'll help you decide where to stay, where to eat, what to avoid, and all for no extra charge. That's right, you'll pay Dreams Unlimited the same price you'd pay Disney, except Dreams will give you a whole lot more help in planning your vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Oh, my. I'm getting looks. <laughs> I'm getting looks. Right in, <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged, coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, over there, over there. <laughs> Teresa Eccles, Corey Martin, and our producer Dustin West, along with Seanathan Thompson and Gregory Williams, back in the production nook. Um, we have some good stuff coming up for you uh, this week. A couple things in housekeeping first. I uh, want to let everyone know that we will not be doing our show live on April 9th as we are going to be busy doing our next uh, Seven Resorts in Seven Nights segment. Uh, We will have new shows going up. We're going to pre-record them and put them up same time, Tuesday, 1 o'clock. It's just they're not going to be live, but they'll be new. And uh, we're going to be doing that uh, quite a bit over the course of the next few months because we have a kind of hectic travel schedule. But uh, we are determined we will will be putting up new shows. We're just going to pre-record them. So, And uh, you can still come watch them. Be in the chat room. Do what you do in the chat room. Uh, April 30th is another date. We will not be doing a live show. That show will be the one that we record at our New Jersey meet. Uh, that will be on. We'll be recording that on April 27th at the Somerville Elks Lodge Banquet Hall in Somerville, New Jersey. Admission for that event is $30 for adults, $15 for children. 100% of that money is being given to Give Kids the World as part of our Power of Ten fundraising effort. We'll have links to that on the show notes page. And if you are planning on joining us for that, the registration for that meet closes April 1st. So you need to go and register. We've got well over 100 people going to be uh, signed up to join us for that. And there's a whole bunch of stuff going on that weekend. I've been roped into some bowling something or other, which <laughs> really, the, just the money, the money you're going to pay is going to be worth watching me bowl. And Teresa, did I hear that you're going to eat Tasty Cakes? No, Craig is. I signed Craig up for that. I'm on a diet. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I trump you. I'm old. I'm on a Craig, diet. Craig, you weigh as much as the new puppy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a tasty. No, I fattened them up bad out in California. They're all like, oh, dear God. I, they've never eaten that much food. So. <laughs> Too bad it wasn't sushi or steak or something. I'd be all in it. Oh, wow. Well, Julie's getting snookified. Yeah. They raised uh, enough money for Julie to get snookified, so. <laughs> Yeah, Nikki's been sending Julie Snooky looks to see which one she wants to go with. Good Lord. <laughs> None of the above. <laughs> she's been practicing her bump. Uh, I think she's going to end up in a leopard. Something. Everyone does. Also want to let everyone know that uh, tomorrow, Wednesday the 27th, we're going to be doing our first travel tech show. And uh, we're going to be doing that at 8 live. Eight at, uh, ugh, I can't talk today. We're going to be doing that live at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, March 27th. DizUnplugged.com, our co-host for that show, is the lovely and talented Mr. Mike Holland. So be sure to tune in for that. Prime time. And um, we've been getting a lot of new listeners and viewers 
since we started doing the shows live and went to video. And I'm getting a lot of questions uh, on Facebook and, and email about why I close the show every week with the statement, stay out of the damn lakes. And uh, just briefly, uh, I've been saying that since I did a review of the Polynesian back in, I think, 2007 uh, or 2008. Yeah, I was there. That's right. And that's when I found out that, you know, people would go swim in, you know, Seven Seas Lagoon and there's all this badness and badness. There's badness in it. There's, There's nasty snakes and that I can't I don't remember the name of the bacteria amoeba goes up the amoeba that goes up your nose and eats your brain but it lives there too so um, and people you know even though there are signs posted no swimming no lifeguards uh, people still go in and I just kind of came out with the line stay out of the damn lakes and people liked it so you sort of glossed over the amoebas and joking in a joking manner that it eats your brain. Children die each year. Right. I, I mean, I, of course. Is, I mean, this I, is a serious and thing. I, and I make it serious. I know you do. I, do. I know you do. I just want them to understand. Right. It is. That this isn't something to it's, just gloss over. It's not, it's not something that uh, this uh, bacteria lives in, uh, this amoeba lives in uh, freshwater lakes uh, all over the place. When the water temperature reaches, I believe it's 80 degrees is when it actually becomes active and it lives in the sediment on the bottom of the lake. So when you're swimming or, you know, kicking around, kicks up that sediment, releases the amoeba. And if water goes up your nose, uh, this is how it literally does begin to eat your brain. Now, the occurrence of this is very rare. But last year alone, I think we had over a dozen kids uh, die of this. So there's a reason Disney tells you to stay out of the damn lakes. And they they just don't put it like that. That's how I put it. And uh, yeah, I saw it on a sign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, that's what the sign should stay. It does say, yeah. Stay out of the damn lakes. So that's where it comes from. I just wanted to clear that up for people. Anything else in housekeeping? I would like all of our clients to know that we think their husbands have perfect body mass index, Thank you. <laughs> and their children are very well behaved. Really, I was going to send emails out this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord, he wasn't talking about you. That's it. Anything else? <laughs> Anything else for housekeeping? No, no, no I, I do. I do. Oh. Tomorrow's my baby's birthday. She's going to be 11. Happy birthday, Stella. Oh, I thought she was talking about Klaus. No. Oh, Stella's birthday, here. Stella. Yeah, she's in the other room. School's out. And also, no, um, Nikki, I'm not going to eat those tasty cakes. I just wanted to officially say that. What's wrong with tasty cakes? Nothing. She's well, trying to lose weight. The woman's trying to lose I weight. I want to lose weight, and I'm not going to sit in front of a crowd of people in New Jersey on a lovely April weekend and stuff my face with cakes so Dustin can sit there with his video camera and get it on film. Ain't going to happen. No. So, sorry. Put something shiny on the tasty cake. She'll be on it like white on rice. <laughs> Plus, she's not, not even chocolate. She's using butterscotch flavor, which, Oof. you know, what's... Are you upset oh. because your hair looks funny? Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to do it, so it's official. Anyway, that's it. All right. Anything else for housekeeping? Then let's go ahead and... Move on to the news with John. All right. Our first news story. Reedy Creek to pay $85 million for Disney parking garages. Last week, we discussed the news of the downtown Disney expansion and remodel into Disney Springs and the idea of a possible parking garage coming to the area. Official word is now that there will be two parking garages with a total of 6,000 spaces. Reedy Creek Improvement District, the governing body Disney created when building Walt Disney World, will be paying for these structures at an estimated cost of $85 million. This move will save Disney millions of dollars because Reedy Creek can use tax-free bonds for the property, as well as avoiding sales tax payments on the materials. Um, There are some that are criticizing the move, saying that Disney is taking advantage of having their own government. Rick Fogelsong, a political science professor at Rollins College, said, quote, Reedy Creek's ability to issue tax-free bonds and avoid paying sales taxes on construction materials gives Disney gives the Disney Company a competitive advantage over other theme parks and resorts in Florida. Well, they were here first. They got the deal. They got the deal with the government back in, what, 65? So, oh, I'm sorry. Doesn't Disney know that everything that bad happens happens in a parking garage? <laughs> That's where all the bad guys hang out. There was talk... Um, I don't know if it was our chat boards or what, following the story we did a couple weeks ago talking about Reedy Creek, and some people said, well, why does Disney even have Reedy Creek? Here you go. This is why they have Reedy Creek, 
because they can do things like this. They can right. pull up municipal bonds and they can do projects and save themselves some money. I am amazed that it's $85 million uh, for a parking garage. Um, but also the thing that we're hearing is that there's going to be an off-ramp right from I-4 into the parking structures. Ooh. So I don't know how that's going <laughs> to... We impressed Teresa, apparently. It did impress God. me. Now she's going to have the tasty cake. I like yeah. that. I'd be all for that, though. We yeah. were at Downtown Disney the other um, this past Saturday, and we were in traffic for 30 minutes on Hotel Plaza Boulevard yep. from Downtown oh, Disney to get to the Vista Plaza area. It was crazy. Is it going to be paid parking, did they say? Um, there's there's no official paid. word yet, but there are uh, people batting around the fact that people staying on Disney property may not have to pay it may be sort of part of a well. Why don't we uh, parking? Why don't we go to places? why don't we go to one of the sources uh, for this story? Our good friend Jason Garcia from the Orlando Sentinel joining us on Skype. How are you, Jason? Up. Oh, we need your. We got audio. Yeah. Jason, can you hear us? Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me? Okay, there we go. Um, Jason, this. Uh, this this criticism that people are levying uh, levying at Disney about Reedy Creek has Reedy Creek lived past its prime? I mean, well, well, I guess that would sort of depend on who you ask. I imagine Disney would probably would probably argue that no, it's not past its prime. Um, you know, one of the one of the strongest arguments against Reedy Creek is that uh, you know part of the reason that you would want uh, to be able to have your own sort of government, your own municipal services, you were building an actual municipality, which obviously never actually happened. Um, you know, Disney makes the argument that this saves them, that this saves taxpayers a lot of money because they, uh, they're paying property taxes to Reedy Creek on top of what they pay. But, uh, you know, they also avoid a lot of fees. And then there's an argument to be said that a lot of these roads that Reedy Creek's maintaining would be uh, private roads on Disney's property. So, you know, I, I'm not quite sure where the truth is, um, in terms of it on a net scale, if it's a good deal for taxpayers or not, it's probably um, it's incredibly unusual to have any one company, a private company, with this kind of uh, government power. Obviously, um, you know, has it outlived its usefulness? Uh, that, that's probably not for me to say, but uh, there is a pretty strong debate both ways out there on it. I think. I uh, I don't know. I mean, it it was the deal that Walt struck with. The governor of Florida, uh, was it like what? Yeah, like, it was like 65, 66, like early on. That was like a, a linchpin in them bringing uh, Disney World to Florida. And, you know, they were first. I know that's how they beat Universal to the punch when Universal, I mean, Universal announced and started building Universal Studios before Disney planned to build well, what was MGM Studios at that point, but they opened before. Universal because they didn't have to go through any of the the zoning and all the all the other red tape because they could just literally write their own ticket. One of the things I think Disney has on their side for all this is that the things that they are doing have been good projects and sound projects. They're not building unsafe roads. You know, they're not rushing into things that have not been built properly. In my opinion, that's the way it seems. Um, when they put in Pop Century. They widened, is it Resort Plaza Boulevard, and put in a special ramp in what seemed like two days. Yeah. This, this yeah. road went into effect. But it oh, it definitely happens quickly. Right. It quickly, definitely and happens I think, quickly. I think well made. So I think that there's very little, you know, something can, people can't argue that they're doing it unsafe. And, well, I mean, one of the reasons we wanted to have Jason on, because Jason also contributed to the next story that we're going to talk about with Universal and... Uh, Go ahead and, and let's do that story and, right. and talk about these two things. And this one actually has a up-to-the-minute update on it. Universal Orlando to build $4.5 million bridge at taxpayers' expense. Orlando leaders on Monday voted to approve using community redevelopment area taxes to pay for $9 million of improvements around Universal Orlando, including a $4.5 million pedestrian bridge. City Council officials said the bridge, which will connect guests at Universal's new Cabana Bay Resort, Beach Resort, to the theme park, was, quote, a good investment, as it will create jobs and increase public safety. The plan will still need a second council vote after a final public hearing, as well as the approval of the Orange County Commission, and, and both votes are scheduled in two weeks, according to the Orlando Sentinel. 
Construction on the bridge is expected to begin as early as July, depending on approvals, creating 100 plus temporary construction jobs. Bids will be sought. Bids will be sought this summer from firms on the city's qualified contractors list. Universal Parks and Resorts Executive Vice President John Sprouts said the bridge would give Universal guests a safe alternative to crossing the six-lane Hollywood Boulevard. Well, now, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, the CRA, the, the actual law for this, for using these tax dollars, is to... Uh, Improve an area that with slum or blighted conditions. Am I correct? Yeah, blighted is the key word, right? And where is you? You know, okay. You talk to some Disney fans, and they will say that Universal itself is a blight. But right. that's another argument. Um, what is the blighted condition that has to be corrected here for them to use this particular this particular slush fund of money? The, the blight here, and the, the CRA predates my time with the Sentinel, but if memory serves, that was part of paying for the uh, the interchange that, that runs from I-4 into Universal. And the blight, they would argue there, sort of they do the same thing down on International Drive where they have another one of these, these tax increment financing districts, they call them. Um, the blight is that the transportation is so bad that it creates a blight. Um, it sort of goes uh, to one of the problems that with a lot of these laws and incentive programs where um, you know they have these sort of undefined words like blight or uh, perceived mm. uh, contamination, that sort of thing. Blight can be in the eye of the beholder to some extent. The argument here is that the transportation problems are what cause a blight. Um, you know, I think a lot of people would argue that there are much more blighted places in Orlando than uh, Universal, but, um, you know, again, that's a that's a debate that, that city, city leaders need to referee. Well, it is built right across from the slum that is Dr. Phillips. I mean, <laughs> well, that's we have it. to build it's, up that area and give them it's, more it's, you know, it, it borders on It borders on one of the wealthiest areas in the, in the state. But this is something that confused me. Now, I, you know, uh, those who've listened to the show for any length of time remember when the Orlando Magic wanted to build an arena. And uh, they were basically assigned money from the bed tax that's levied on every hotel room uh, in in central in Florida, but especially in central Florida, there's a tax that goes you you pay every night you spend in a hotel, and that money is supposed to be for tourist development, tourist area development, and they built a new arena for the Orlando Magic, which I will stand by to this day has absolutely nothing to do with tourism in Orlando. Nobody comes to Orlando in mass to see an Orlando Magic game. People who live here don't go to see an Orlando Magic game. Well, don't you remember when they decided to do the lottery here? It was all going to go for schools, and our schools right. were going to be the best in the world. Exactly. But I, what I don't understand is why isn't the bed tax being used for this? Why Why are they going f- for this money? Wouldn't that Wouldn't money collected from tourism be a better argument to be made for this flyover bridge? Or better yet, with all the money they're spending doing Harry Potter. I was going to say, why, why do you need a bridge at all? Put buses in like Disney does. Or pay for it your damn self. Right, pay for it yourself or put buses in. I, I can throw one thing in on the bed tax. Um, it, you know, we're talking about the city of Orlando here. The bed tax is an Orange County thing. Oh, okay. Um, now, your larger point is something that, that uh, the politicians around Orlando seem uh, seem sort of loath to ever discuss. Discuss because um, you can take tourist ta- development tax and you can pay for local services in tourist areas. So you could use that as a way to derive a local benefit out of it, like paying for you know, cops around the convention center or transportation improvements around there. And then they take the money that you're now spending on that, <clears throat> which wouldn't be encumbered, and you could spend that back into sort of general revenue. So so you, you've got the, the, the germ of a very good idea there and one that, that people tend to sort of ignore at all times when they, they sort of want to build these arenas. And so it, it, you know, Buddy Dyer likes to be able to say that, well, we can't spend this money on anything else, so we may as well build an arena. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but in this specific case... You're talking about the city of Orlando, which, you know, the tourist tax is a county revenue source. Right, right. But I, I just um, I'm surprised that because, you know, the news, the news this morning was that the city council has approved it. They're yeah, giving them the money. And they there was some there was some opposition to this, though, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. I think uh, you saw County Watch was an activist group and, and a number of folks like that that sort of. You, you look at the amount of money Universal is making, um, and to think that they need a taxpayer subsidy is, is sort of mind-blowing. Um, and one of the one of the, the most uh, disingenuous arguments you'll hear from supporters of this sort of thing is when they talk about how many jobs this is all creating. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, understand that this bridge gets built whether or not the city of Orlando builds it or not. Universal is not going to build a hotel and then let its get and leave its guests to like navigate their own way across a busy road. You know, if the city of Orlando doesn't build this, Universal itself will. So this idea that we're doing it to create jobs completely falls apart because these jobs are going to be there anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'll 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 cop to the argument that Universal, in and of itself, brings a lot of tax revenue into the state, into the county, into the city. Uh, they, they but why employ- do they do, ask yourself, I mean, it's not like they're, they're, they're doing that because they're making a lot of money, right? They're running a successful business, right. part of a successful business. Well, pay. now they are. Right. <laughs> a few years yeah. ago was a different story, but now they are, yes. The fact that they pay a lot of taxes, this is another argument that the Disney's and Universal's, and frankly every big business makes when they're talking about tax incentives and tax breaks, is look at how much we already pay, you know, as if as if they're paying it as some sort of civic, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're paying it because they legally have to. And these are these are supposed to be tax incentives. They're not supposed to be tax rewards for stuff you'd already do. Mm, you know, good point. Tax break just because you already pay a lot of taxes. That's a good point. That's a very good point. There's another interesting part to this whole story. The Orlando Business, Business Journal had a one-on-one interview with um, John Sproles, and he goes on to say that this bridge that they're building is, quote, a vital part of their future footprint. And OBJ goes on to say that while he wouldn't share details of any other planned expansion, uh, he was referring to the potential of more than 60 acres of undeveloped land south of Universal's two theme parks. That includes a 34-acre vacant parcel sitting between Universal's Royal Pacific Resort and future Cabana Bay Resort. According to city records, the 34-acre parcel of land has been owned by Universal since 2000 and is owned for theme park, resort, and restaurant use. A 2007 master plan submitted to the city shows that lands that land is owned for an 800-room, eight-story hotel. Uh, but the city said Universal could change those plans at any time. One rumor is that Universal Orlando may add an on-site water park on that land. That rumor has been floating around for eons that they were going to add a water park on that because they bought that. Yeah, they bought that that whole plot of land quite a while ago. And uh, but they they bought they had bought a lot more land. They sold some of it back already. I think they sold some right. of it back in like two thousand two, two thousand three, if I'm not mistaken. Because they had a lot more land than that. But yeah, this that plot of land. I, I've been hearing the water park rumor. I don't know if Jason, you can shed any light on that. But I've been hearing the water that, park nothing, rumor. Nothing concrete. That that rumor has been around for a long time. I'm sure the way uh, Comcast seems to be investing into the business, it wouldn't surprise me if they do something pretty ambitious at some point. Uh, the one thing I'll, I'll, I'll sort of point out about that interview is uh, Sproul's himself is saying there that this bridge is a, a vital part of our plan. So if it's that vital, they'll build it, right? There's no need right. for, for us to build it for them. Um, so that, that, that would probably be, I think, the, the, the most persuasive argument against doing this is there, there's absolutely no need for the city to do this itself. Now, you mentioned uh, Comcast uh, investing heavily in Universal, and this is something I've talked about a few times on the show, it seems a lot more aggressively than General Electric did when they owned it. Uh, why? why? What does Comcast see in Universal that General Electric didn't? Well, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sad to say plugged into the higher levels of Comcast, but my, my sense of it is, um, you know, they, they bought this right as Harry Potter was hitting, and um, for a, for a lot of folks, uh, you know, across the industry, Harry Potter has really sort of reset the expectations of, of what can be done and what sort of returns you can really see. So I think they've seen, you know, they, they see this sort of unlimited growth potential right now in doing more of Harry Potter type development and in, in investing in this business. You know, I mean, it's the same way they, they, they green light and throw up Transformers in Orlando in, I think, about a year, you know, I mean. You never would have seen that under General Electric that quick a turnaround in, in this particular business. So I think it's a it's it's partially that that they you know they've seen what Harry Potter can do and they they, they think they can replicate that across uh, expand upon that. Um, and the other thing is Steve Burke um, is an old Disney company guy. He's got some theme park experience. He's the CEO of NBC Universal now, um, and he's a, a Comcast. I think he's a, an executive vice president or a senior vice president or, or something like that. Um, and so I think he, he sees a lot of uh, 
a lot of potential in this business, particularly the way it can sort of dovetail into your other uh, entertainment businesses. He, he probably was very familiar with sort of how the Disney model works across multiple platforms, you know, movies, TV shows, theme parks, that sort of thing. So you've got a guy who um, running this business who's got some theme park background and in a business that, you know, is just, you know, and they're basically running a mint in their theme park division right yeah, now. Yeah, they are. Uh, that kind of uh, ties into our next story a bit. We talk about expansion and, you know, expansion rumors. John, why don't you talk about what the, talking, uh, what the rumor is about uh, Hollywood Studios? All right. Our final news story. Rumors of Disney Hollywood Studios expansion ignite fans. Several rumors are appearing on multiple websites alluding to a major announcement coming from the Disney company this May. This rumor has taken on new life after reports that some annual pass holders have received a survey from Disney asking questions that seem to indicate a possible Star Wars-themed land could come to Disneyland in California. One specific question is very telling. It asks, quote, How interested would you be in visiting a Star Wars-themed land at the Disneyland Resort? Follow-up questions include things like, quote, How familiar are you with the Star Wars universe? And what was your favorite Star Wars trilogy? Upon reporting the possible Star Wars Disneyland expansion rumor, the site moviephone.com states, and I quote, Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida. I lost my, my story during the best part. <laughs> Stupid technology. Damn screensaver. All right, quote, Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida, which hosts the annual Star Wars weekends, is planning a similar expansion with the back, back lot section of the park being divvied up between a, quote, Star Wars-themed land and the East Coast version of Cars Land, based on the Pixar Cars-themed films, Cars films, which opened at Disney's California Adventure this past summer. No one from the Walt Disney Company has commented on these rumors. Okay, we have been talking about Cars Land since August. Yep. And everybody looks at me, looks at us like we're crazy. Yet it, it doesn't die. It doesn't. We got it from some good sources that there were active plans for Cars Land, and now here it is again. Um, do you think, Jason? Have you heard anything? Do you think there's a possibility they've got to do something with the backlog? Yeah, it, there, there's clearly a possibility. Um, you know, I, I would be shocked if they didn't have um, some pretty detailed plans for something like that. Uh, you know, Staggs has made it clear he he sees Cars Land as something that can be cloned in other locations. And um, given the way the, you know, when you look at what they're doing across Disney World right now, Hollywood Studios is sort of the obvious one. Um, the, the one thing that gives me pause to thinking it could be anytime soon is they have been uh, pretty, pretty consistent in talking to the investment community about scaling back um, capital investment. Now, a Cars Land, you know, presumably, I think the, the I think Cars Land in California was about six hundred million dollars. I'm going off memory. Um, copying that would probably be somewhat cheaper, but you're still talking probably somewhere in the three to five hundred million dollar range. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a a big chunk of capital. It is the sort of thing they could work in without you know without leading to big bumps, but it's also the sort of thing that you know I wouldn't expect it before Avatar Land, just based on what they've what they've talked to folks and and you know despite all the rumors about avatar land stags insist they're committed to that and that's moving along um so anyway long long answer short yeah i sure think it's a possibility i i still think we're probably talking on a on a, a number of years away timeline but they've been they've also been saying that they're going to cut back on capital investments for a while and then they turn around and buy lucasfilm um so uh, you know it's I, I think they just say that to, to, to assuage investors right, because to give investors they, keep, pause. they keep spending right. billions. Well, I, I didn't catch. What did you say they turned around and bought? They turned around and bought Lucasfilms. Right, right. And now, that, that, uh, that sort of acquisition, I think, would is not what they're talking about, only in that you know that's clearly a one-off in terms of you don't buy a, a Pixar or a Lucasfilm you know, every year. When they're talking about capital investments, generally right. talking about you know, the money they're sinking into the parks. That's basically what they're talking about. Well, I just, I, I would be surprised now that they own the rights to the Star Wars franchise if they right. did not do something with that in the park. So, I mean, you yeah, know. They, they, I'm sure they will. It's too valuable a franchise not to. I just, the, the timeline 
you know, when when that actually happens, is it? I don't think anything is is imminent. You know, you're talking you're talking later half of the decade, I, I think, before anything major really opens. I think that could be fair. I think it'd be a fair timeline. I I would love to see them. I would love to see them bring Cars Land out here. Every time I go out to California, I am stunned by how absolutely incredible that land is. What an amazing, amazing... We were just out there. What an amazing job they did with that. I would love to see something... Please do something to Hollywood Studios, for the love of God. Oh, please. Please do something to Hollywood Studios. It is really getting dated, uh, and it needs some excitement. I mean, you know, Rock and Roller Coaster and... uh, Tower of Terror aren't cutting it. Nope. Um, you know, you go see our Fantasmic, and it's nice. Then go see it out in California, and you'll never go back to watching it here again. Um, they need to do something. They need they need a, a Hail Mary pass in that park to make it relevant. So I also think in that corner, you know, Lights, Motors, Action, Ugh. you see it once. You've seen it. Once is it's, too it's, many it's times. Not a, it's not a... An attraction you go to every time. I can't imagine them getting rid of Lights, Motors, Action. They are. Are they really? Yeah, that whole that Lights, Motors, Action. That, that's the rumor. Lights, Motors, Action, and the back lot all being leveled. That whole corner. And that's yeah. what we were hearing was where Cars Land was going to go. Now the rumor's morphing into half Star Wars, half Cars Land. But yeah, that whole that whole part of the back of Hollywood Studios is going to be leveled. From what I understand, it would actually be. Uh, more cost efficient to just demolish Lights Motors Action than to keep it running for more years because it's it's a, a very expensive show to to keep going from what I understand. Yeah, now you had heard some stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's and it's part of my uh, it's part of my rapid fire, but I, I had heard some rumors to go along with uh, with this news story as far as uh, Hollywood Studios is concerned. Um, now I have part of it for my rapid fire, but. They're they're thinking about uh, possibly getting rid of the sorcerer's hat. Oh, I'd be so happy. And and that that rumor has been floating around a little bit. But getting rid of the sorcerer's hat, going back to being able to see the the Chinese theater. I don't know if they'll end up making the Chinese theater or the Earful Tower, the the icon again, one of those. Um, but and then they're also, from what I understand, this is a rumor again. They're planning on changing the uh, the actual name of the theme park to simply just. Disney Studios, getting rid of the Hollywood uh, in the title. That's a rumor. That's what I've been hearing. And uh, most of that is supposed to take place after this year's Star Wars weekends. Yeah. Well, if they change it again, we're going to be in trouble. I still call it MGM. (laughs) (laughs) I can't keep track of the name. But uh, it should be interesting to see what they end up doing. I want to thank Jason Garcia for uh, joining us. Appreciate it. Great seeing you again. We'll see you again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care, buddy. Bye, Jason. Bye, Jason. All right, and that will do it for the news. We are going to move on to Roundtable Rapid Fire. We'll go ahead and start with Mr. Magi. All right. Um, something new at Disney Hollywood Studios, Disney Studios MGM. You can get a new box meal for Disney's Fantastic starting March 25th through April 4th. The Taste of Hollywood to Go, Cold Box Meals. Uh, meals will be fifteen ninety nine for adults, five forty nine for children. Include a drink and a bunch of different choices for dinner. Based on availability, um, you can use one counter service credit for it. It is recommended that you make your reservations in advance, uh, but some same day might be available. And you would pick up your box lunch at Bill's Dockside Diner from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Why do that when you go have dinner at the Brown Derby? Oh, some people want a fast thing. No, go have dinner at the Brown Derby. Why would you do anything when you can go have dinner at the Brown Derby? Right, exactly. (laughs) Fabulous meal. Fabulous meal. Thank you, John. Welcome. Kevin. I have uh, a... <laughs> I've been yeah, talking okay. for 45 minutes and you're the one who's done time. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Did you all get that? Yeah. Okay. ABD has announced a new adventure. However, it's only for DVC members at this time. They are offering a trip to New York City, a four day, three night New York City dream vacation. Uh, you receive VIP behind the scenes access to Good Morning America mm. uh, at Disney's Times Square studio. You explore one of New York's most unique neighborhoods on the historic Harlem Heritage Tour that will stop at the famous Apollo Theater. 
Uh, you can be dazzled by the bright lights of Broadway with an interactive backstage experience and the seats to uh, the Tony Award-winning Newsies. Uh, and you'll see many of New York's famous icons, including the Empire State Building, Radio City, and Central Park. Accommodations will be at the Manhattan Club, a premier boutique hotel in Midtown Manhattan. Now, you can't pay for this with cash. You have to use DVC points. And it is, I forget what they said. A million okay. points a person. It's 160 points per person. And 152 points for children. 160 points per per, per adult, and then 150 per that's, child. That's a lot. I don't think so. I think for four days, three nights in New York. The only lot? thing that the only thing that makes it in, gives it extra value are these extra things that that Adventures by Disney is doing. You can't go. The thing, the big thing is the backstage at Good Morning America. Yeah. Uh, you can go see the Apollo Theater. You could go see Newsies. Uh, the what Empire State this? Building is this Radio a City. No, nope. nope. so several dates are offered. June twentieth, uh, June twentieth, July third, July eighteenth, August eighth, and adults only trips on June thirteenth and October tenth. Let's talk about a price equivalent. One hundred and sixty points per adult. You got to figure at least two adults are going. Three hundred and twenty points. Mm-hmm. Top ten dollars a point. Three thousand two hundred dollars for four days in the city. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, I mean, just email me. I'll get you there cheaper. I don't understand. Are you saying that's expensive or no? I think that's. I, I I think that's a for what you get with Adventures by Disney. And look, I I'm not. I, we, we we can't sell this, so I'm not shilling for this. But um, for what you get with Adventures by Disney, with the guides and the level of the. The, the level of experience that you get in an Adventures by Disney trip in New York, four days, three nights, with what you're talking about, yeah, I think that's I think that's a, a fair price that's per person. No, it'd be 160 points per adult. So you figured two adults, that's 3,200. It's 320 points, saying that so the value of a point okay. is ten dollars. So now if you had two kids on that, that's another 300 points. So you're looking at 620 something points. Dang. Who's taking the kids? You're DVC, aren't you, John? I am DVC. Can you use those points and give them to someone else? I can Consent absolutely them? do that. A that DVC awesome. member can rent their points and someone ah. else can, can do this trip. Okay. I, I don't think Teresa was looking to rent. Well, <laughs> I've lost over that point. <laughs> personally, I think from a she dollar value... She had her pencil value, cup out. <laughs> really? Personally, from a dollar value, I don't think that price is reasonable, but I agree that the extras are something you can't buy anywhere. You know, so I just very cool. I just spent a long weekend in New York not that long ago, and between hotel meals, going to see a few Broadway shows. You know what? We're not far off. It's so. interesting is that doesn't say what meals are included, does it? It does not. Because yeah. Disney usually will say X number of dinners, X number of breakfasts. Food carts. Okay, now if that doesn't include any meals, that's a different story. Yeah. But Adventures by Disney's um, uh, trips almost always include most of your meals. Most of your meals. Yeah, However, I think what happens is when I think about Adventures by Disney, I think about going places that I don't know. I know New York, so I would not hesitate to put this trip together by myself. There mm-hmm. are advantages of going to, with Adventures by Disney. We've said that every time. However, there are people who might be nervous about traveling to New York City. Or have never been. On their I own. think New York can be intimidating, yeah. just like I mean, any other place. It would just be place. like going to Paris or London. Absolutely. I mean, it's the same caliber of city. So Now, before... No, I, don't, I don't dismiss anyone who'd want to do it for, for those reasons. I just think the price seems high. The thing is, um, you, can, you can't write to me. All I'm going to do is tell you that I can't book it. This has to be booked through DVC or Adventures by Disney, and you have to use points. You cannot pay cash. Kind of interesting, though. You think they'll be doing this in other places or just New York? Um, I think a lot of people use their points to book Adventures by Disney, and I think... So you can other do other adventures that way? You can pay for your adventures by Disney using points. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Right. Now, I have one other thing to announce. If you are a DVC member and you want to pay cash for your adventure, Adventures by Disney is guaranteeing DVC members the lowest price when you book. So even if your adventure is booked up or almost booked up and it's at its highest tier level, like Disney Cruise Line pricing works, they will guarantee that as a DVC member, you pay the lowest price available for that trip, which is actually a really great deal. That is a great deal. great deal. Yeah. So if you're interested in this, I apologize. I can't be much help, but DVC and Adventures by Disney would be able to help you book this. 
I think it sounds like a fun trip. I think it sounds great. I just I'm angry that it's only DVC members. They should they should take me. (laughs) Do they know who you are? Really? (laughs) Cut to Pete. (laughs) Thank you, Kevin. Get me Patrick. Get me Patrick. Get me Patrick. (laughs) Teresa. I have Patrick. Um. (laughs) (laughs) She thinks she's Anne Hathaway. (laughs) I think we should cut her hair. Um. Really, and my mind just disappeared there. Flatty vacations for Give Kids the World. We've had a couple quiet months where we haven't really done a lot of um, vacations for our flatties. We're gearing up. Spring's here. Our work, uh, we've been kind of busy at work, so it kind of got put on the back burner. We're going to start up again, um, start promoting this. We've got a couple videos coming up that we've got planned. i got to talk to Craig about that. But a um, uh, couple ideas we've got knocking around. But we're still out there. Um, send your money in. Pick a vacation to Walt Disney World, any of the resorts. Come hang out at the Welcome Center. Um, Ten bucks, I get you to the Welcome Center. Twenty-five bucks, I get you to the parks. We're almost at ten thousand now. Nice. Hey, are any of these flatties going on a vacation with Pete and his giant sixteen-month? Yeah, we need to send them off. We have had. I've got people lined up that I need to get back in touch with. Um, sixteen months. I'm gone for three and a half weeks. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. Yeah, really. We'll send some with you. We're doing some cool stuff. These our our listeners, our viewers are going to love what we're doing. I think so. You're doing it for them, right? I am. I am. <laughs> You're a no, giver. I am. I, You're I'm, like the gay it's, Jesus. It's a, you make my heart. <laughs> what did you say? The gay Jesus. That's funny. <laughs> damn. Oh. Right to damn. Okay, I, I have to go back. Cut to me. <laughs> The Chatterati tell me that this does include meals. You get to go to the prop room at the New Amsterdam Theater. There are meals included. You get to eat in the Tenement Museum. Oh, well, that's always been a, <laughs> the that's always been a dream of mine. The tenement. Like Otherwise a, known a as your dining room. walk-up? I don't know. I don't, I've never been to the Tenement Bad food, museum. no electricity. Okay, cut to me. Back to my repertoire. Okay. <laughs> Can we all say that? That's kind of yeah, cool. Like that. Anyway, so. No, it um, only works for me. Okay, I'm sorry. But we do Watch have some interesting Cut things. See? Over here. See? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cut to me. It's a two for one over here. <laughs> Teresa has started signing checks, apparently. <laughs> Good God. Okay, so um, anyway, we've got some people lined up in different parts of the world, New Zealand, Australia, um, Hong Kong, that we'll, we're going to be sending flatties there on vacations also. Oh, that's cool. We're not pricing on that yet, so... And we're thinking if you want to, I'm thinking maybe we could do a some sort of world tour if you put play this maximum amount and we'll send your flatty from one place to another and just you know like a little road trip. That's very cool. So, but we're we're pushing ten thousand and we're we're gonna go over that. But so. what if one of these flatties gets uh, kidnapped and held for ransom? Well, then <laughs> you know it's an extra side bonus trip, I guess. That, that <laughs> happened to Mike and Christy Holland, I think, one time. They went walkabout. Yeah, I had it. Did you also see the video I sent you? Um, one of our yes, listeners. Yes, uh, uh, fly fishing. Yeah, I went, or, uh, I went ice, fishing. ice fishing in Canada. I saw that. They made a flatty of me and took me ice fishing. <laughs> and it was just, I had so much fun. I caught so did many you catch fish. Any ice? I did. I caught a bunch of fish. You caught ice. I caught ice. <laughs> so anyway, just want to bring that back to the forefront. Thank you, Teresa. Corey Patrick. Um, this past weekend, well, actually yesterday was Finley's third birthday. So this past weekend, we did a few princess things with her. We did the Bibby Bobby Boutique, which was the first time we've ever done that um, or seen the whole process of it. And we also did um, princess, princess dining at Restaurant Akershus. I need to make a few points about Bibby Bobby Boutique. Julie's going to probably review the whole process, hopefully within the upcoming months. But if you plan on doing this or you want your daughter to do this, tell them to take it easy on the pixie dust they put in the hair. It's five days later. Four days later. <laughs> yeah. And we, I still am finding pixie dust all over me. You have glitter on your t-shirt. I'm I just sure want I you to know. <laughs> we have glitter on our dog. Is her hair still up? Our, our couch looks like it was boutiqued. Yeah. Just, I would say take it easy on that or don't do it at all. Um, oh, no. It's, so you, you knew glitter. We he did said it. You love glitter. He, when, when, he, when he told me he was going to bring this up at, at his rapid fire, that he was going to say, like, don't do any glitter, he goes... You know Teresa's going to have something to say about that. And 
If right we were to do you. it again, we'd say easy on the pixie dust because they go crazy with it, and we're still finding it everywhere. You, you, have you look at how adorable this yeah. child looks. But you know, the next day we did the uh, princess dining, and you know we had to shower that stuff out of her hair, and she looked. Whoa, 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 whoa. Go, go back. You didn't let her do it more than one day. You took it out the first day. She wanted to. It was like hurt. Look, look. It's like hurting her her head. No, no. You sleep in that baby. That's no. We, we thought we thought she was. It's like when you see she, the kids she wanted on the cruise ship who get the cornrows in their hair. Yeah, and they're like patting their heads, <laughs> yeah. crying. Yeah, she asked to take it out. We, our, our intentions were to because it's not cheap. It was over two hundred bucks for yeah. the whole yeah. process. Did you tell her, honey? Once it's gone, it's gone. <clears throat> But Julie redid her hair without the, uh, without the, pixie, the, dust. the pixie dust. But she still has glitter in her, her scalp. scalp. In her, yeah. Oh, yeah. Corey, Corey yeah, I, yeah. It it was, it's all over me still. It was, I, I would say, weeks before we got out of Stella's scalp because it was like embedded. I mean, they really. Or just say, tell, do a little bit, like two dabs, and that's it. No, they're, I mean, they were they're all over there. it. Yeah. Are you done yet? Yeah. <laughs> She's, yeah. Were they using like a ball peen here? They were using like a little wand with a. <laughs> they were using a wand with a uh, like a little star on the end, and they keep hitting their arms over top like, their yeah. over top their head. Yeah. yeah, and the glitter is just. It was a wonderful it's thing. It's no, a beautiful was, experience. Uh, I mean, glitter is just. Yeah, flying. she had a great time. But oh my Julie's going to review the whole thing. We have some things to say about the whole process. She had a great time. We had a great weekend. But that's it. Oh, awesome. Thank you, Corey. Dustin. Yes, I have uh, a little more information going off our news story. Um, the uh, Disney Channel rocks and countdown to fun parades uh, are scheduled to leave Disney Hollywood Studios. There's no reason to live anymore. No, there isn't. Well, what would we do without every five minutes those high school musical people <sighs> showing up? You know what My I'm vacation's saying? vacation's ruined. And they're 40 years old out there <laughs> um, doing it, too. As of right now, there's no plans to bring anything back in its place. I have heard rumors that the uh, Pixar... Play Parade from California Adventure will be making its way uh, here once um, they get everything uh, situated after Star Wars weekends and after uh, they possibly um, after they possibly move the hat out of the way. So uh, that's that's what we're looking at right now is that those uh, parades are going away and it's quite possible that the hat is going to be moving and that the name is going to be changing at Disney Hollywood Studios. That's my rapid fire. Back Dang, to you, Pete. they're just going to take the whole park awesome. apart. Thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. Jonathan. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Disney has announced that not only are they replacing Market House at Disneyland Park with yeah. a Starbucks, they're also going to convert the Disneyana shop into one big area for the new Starbucks. Um so they're going to put all of the merchandise down further down the street near the train station at Disney Gallery and then rename that shop to Disneyana. Well, at least they're not getting rid of the Disneyana shop altogether. But what is this with Starbucks taking over everything? I don't, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know how big of a location they need. Corey and I went into the, uh, the DCA Starbucks, and it was a madhouse. It really was. We couldn't even get close to the, to the queue, so we just turned around and left. It's a huge space, though, that they have at California Adventure. Uh, you know, the market house that's there, they're, they're planning on taking that existing space, then adding on to uh, knocking down the wall where yeah. Disney Anna is, and then moving Disney Anna to the front of Town Square, yeah. right? I think the, Disney the, Anna would be a nice fit in the Disney Gallery. Sure. There's a lot of uh, extra space there. I think it'll, it'll fit nice there. W- one good thing I read is that they are planning on keeping some details in Market House. So I think there's these phones that you can listen in on. Um, so those are staying, and some of the decor is staying at Market I think House. It's a pickle. There's a pickle. Is there? Is there? Oh, the fudgy pickle. No, it's what? just a pickle. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness! Right? What? Cut to Pete. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay, moving right along. Fudgy pickle. Remember the discussion a few months? Oh, never mind. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Gregory. Iron Man 3 monorail wrap debuts this week at Walt Disney World. Wow. <laughs> Thank so you. enthusiastic. It, really? Wow. Thanks, the Adventures. Carlton the doorman. It's the Iron Man rail. He is. Iron Man rail. Yeah. Iron Man wrap. Is that what you say? <laughs> what? You made it sound like a little food item, like a No, I called it the rap. Iron Man rail. Oh, the man. He's been working on that one. Yeah. It's original. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. That'll do it for Rapid Fire. Uh, last week we did our Dizzardat segment, and uh, say that it, five times fast. <laughs> no, uh, we, I was surprised at how many people 
didn't get it right. I think I made them too hard. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're just dumb. I recognized a few. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, John. Who said that? The Pete did. No, John said that. Uh, but we did have three people, ultimately. Yeah, we did. That got it correct. And, Sean, who was our winner? All right. Adam Rudolph is, is the, the winner, winner. Yeah. because Yay. he was the most specific. He knew exactly where the really? photos were. Yeah. yeah. Do we all do, know in the room where the these, photos? Where these, no. what these things were? I, I'll tell you, I knew the first one. I think I knew the first yeah, one. It was my hand. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, the first one was at Discovery Cove. What's it really was funny is we all thought it was Julie's. Okay, then I had them, I had them all wrong because I thought that was the picture we took at Wild Animal I Park. I thought so too. I no, thought if it was you look at my, if, you, if you look close, you'll see my wedding ring on there. Yep. Uh, the second we one thought was, it was Laura Keats. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's whose hand we thought it was. <laughs> oh, jeez. The second one was at Royal Pacific. Those were the two statues. They looked kind of like Animal Kingdom, so I think a lot of people got that wrong. Right. And then the last, the, the gross one, the last one was... It's like the puddle of... Yeah, something. the puddle was the shark um, snorkel experience at Typhoon Lagoon. Right. So. so Did somebody got all of those? Yeah. Dat, dat, diz. Dat, right? Dat, diz. Yeah, those were the right. Everyone thought it was uh, diz, diz, dat. Because the last picture was so ugly, they said it couldn't be Disney. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, Paul. What was his Adam, name? Adam. Adam. Oh, Adam. Adam, sorry. Adam. <laughs> Are you just calling out names? <laughs> Steve? <laughs> Turning into my father. Andrea. Is that Barbara Streisand? <laughs> Andrea. <laughs> Andrea. <laughs> Is that Barbara Streisand? <laughs> my, my father thought every female singer who came on the radio was Barbara Streisand. <laughs> and so, like, Joan Jett would come on the radio. Is that Barbara Streisand? We Don't be insane. Talking about female singers, we have a new puppy, Samson, who does not like female singers on television. <laughs> Kristen Chenoweth did a PBS special the other night about the ladies of Broadway or something like that. This little puppy sat in the middle of the living room and howled like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Our little boy is straight. <laughs> he did not like Kristen Chenoweth. Well, for this week's closing segment, we are uh, doing the first one—the uh, first one we ever did. Yeah. My coffee cup goes flying. Um, and Teresa's right there with the <laughs> tissue. She's just ready. She's right there, <laughs> tissue at the ready. Um, Disney or didn't he? These are quotes. That you have to tell us were these attributed? Did Walt Disney say these, or did he not? How many do we have this time? Uh, I have ten. Hopefully, we'll get through them pretty quick. Um, just to give some background, first of all, Sean filled in for me last time we did this. I thank Sean for doing that. The idea behind this is that every time I turn around and I read something, there's a new quote from Walt Disney. He wasn't alive long enough to make all these quotes. <laughs> So I'm sure that someone's out there cranking out these quotes. It's like Tupac's still putting out right, albums. Right, exactly. There's a hologram at Disney somewhere putting out quotes. So for fun, I have some real quotes and some made-up quotes, and we're going to go around the table and see if you guys can guess which is which. So number one, and if the Chatterati want to play, if you guys want to well, play Well, I thought along, what we do is let people submit their answers. For 10? Well, I've got the answers are part of yeah. the slides. Oh, oh, right Google now. it. Oh, I, okay. So if you want to play along, Chatterati want to so play along. So it's John's fault you're not going to win a prize. <laughs> it's always my fault you don't get a prize. You could put like number one, and then if the answer is Disney or not Disney. All right, so our first one. Disneyland will never be completed. It will continue to grow as long as there is imagination left in the world. Disney. 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 Teresa says no. Did he say that about Disney World? Did he say that about Disneyland Oh, too? stop trying to dissect it. Is it a Disney or no? Oh, Disney. it is. Okay, consensus is Disney, and the answer is Disney. That was an easy one. Oh, is Nick? Oh, cute? I like the stamp on there. Thank you. Very cute. We're getting very high tech, aren't <laughs> really. we? All right, our second one, Mickey. I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> I can answer this. Can we have a few moments to think about this one? <laughs> Kevin, what was that noise? That was his Darth. That Vader. was my slee stack. Jeez. Oh, I love the slee stack. All right, no. so the obvious answer of this is no, he didn't. He did not. Oh, no, he, he didn't. didn't. No, he didn't. Oh, no, he didn't. didn't. I ain't got time for that. No, he Nobody didn't. got time for that. <laughs> oh, he didn't. Oh, he didn't. Oh, what is happening? All right. So our next, our next one is, you're dead if you aim only for kids. Adults are only grown up anyway. Adults oh, no, he didn't are say only that. kids grown up anyway. Disney I think he never did said say the yes. word dead. That's Disney. No, That's Disney, didn't. yes. 
Okay, Teresa says no. Everyone else says yes. And the answer is that is a disaster. Apparently, he liked to aim at the kids. Three for three. Uh, all right. Hold up. Stop. Uh, let's Don't. all just pause here for a second. Continue, John. Okay. <laughs> Can you turn your mic off or something over there? Number four. Essentially, the difference between a child and adult is experience. No. I would say That's no. true, but no. So we're saying no. No, no. he didn't. Corey. No, he didn't. I would say no. And the answer is... That is oh, a Disney quote. Wow. When did he say that? I don't have dates and places. Oh, okay. I what was he wearing? <laughs> Lillian's. Who was he wearing? Michael Kors. Who was he wearing? Who was he wearing? All right. Our next one. I encourage all grown-ups to behave like children once in a while. Not Disney. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't say <laughs> I like how Teresa's mad about it. <laughs> I believe that that was not Disney. Right. Oh, oh, Mr. Professional back there. I believe. I believe. Mr. All right. And the answer is, no, he didn't. No, he no. didn't. Oh, <laughs> nothing screams professional like, no, he didn't. Just tapping his weave and saying, no, he didn't. Okay. And number six. All right. All right let's, let's go on to the next one, please. Oh. A man should never neglect his family for business. Yes, I believe he said that. No. Uh, I'm with Mr. Close on that one. I think he said it. That sounds like something he would say. No, he didn't. But <laughs> okay, Corey, let's Disney. Disney. Okay, I'll say Disney. Dustin, you can't see the answer, so you could be part of the. Um, let's take a look at it again. But I, oh, good lord! Mickey Mouse more than his wife. I'm going to say that's not Disney. You don't think that's Di- why? I just no, just up. give me the answer. Okay, and the answer is that is a Disney oh, quote. Oh man! I knew that. See, I tell you, these quotes are weird from him. Hey, he said some weird stuff. But how do you know he said that? Because I looked it Wikipedia up. Wikipedia, right. <laughs> now I have a book. Actually, Sean oh. gave me a book that's listed as Disney's quotes, quotes from Disney. All right, so our next one: Why join the Navy if you can be a pirate? Arr, no. Okay. No. No. I'll say yes. No, the village people. He wasn't in the Navy, <laughs> and he was in never a pirate. I would say no. I don't I believe no. that. Sure. Disney. You say yes. You say, I no. say no. Dustin, how about you? I say no. All right. And the answer is no, he didn't. No, he didn't. However, <laughs> this is an actual quote from, so from you. See, the last time Sean did it, you were making fun of it. And now you like it? Thanks, Teresa. Did I make fun of it? I don't remember. Well, John's here. She's kissing up. I love kissing Sean. Up. All right. So here's the deal, though. This one, extra points, it's an actual quote from someone who is actually a businessman. Oh, we get extra points? Yeah, extra we... points if you guess who said yeah, yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, we have some answers in the chat, actually. Of who the actual person yeah. is who said it? Who said that? Yes. Who? The guesses what? are Steve Jobs. Is that who it is? Anybody else guessing? No idea. Bill Gates. Donald Trump. Bill Gates. Nope, this is actually a Steve Jobs quote. Nice. Good job, Sean. Oh, that wasn't my answer. I know. That was the chatter. Good, good job, chat. All right, our next one. <sighs> There's no business like show business, but there are several businesses like accounting. <laughs> 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 I believe that was from the musical Gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody think that's that's a that was from Bizarro Ethel Merman? No, no, right. no, no I'm guessing no. All right, and the answer is no. He didn't. No, he didn't. And again, this <laughs> oh, is a quote by an actual person. Oh, really? It was Ethel Merman then. It sounds like Woody Allen. <laughs> if anyone could guess who the actual person, oh, wait, wait, is. let's let's think about it. Show business, but there were several business like accounting. Hmm. Oh, why don't we whisper into I don't know. I'm reading to myself, only in my head, only out loud. <laughs> Anybody have a guess? I don't know. Who is it, John? All right. The right answer is the person who actually said this is David Letterman. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Well, like we would ever know that. All right. Number nine. Oh, God. Money is something I understand only vaguely. That would be me. <laughs> I would say Disney. That yeah. Sounds like it. Disney. That's why Roy. All right. And the answer is... That is a Disney Yay. quote. Yay. Ta-da. All right. And our final one. There are originally going to be two more dwarves, judgmental and pedantic. <laughs> <laughs> that's a John Magi. <laughs> you don't think that's... No, he didn't. And the answer is, oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> oh, I like that last one. Yeah. That's great. Excellent. Thank you to Sean for helping me make those graphics. Very cute. They're added to the... Very cute. Well, that will do it for this episode of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. For those watching us live, stay tuned. Coming up next, Dustin West and Holly Ford 
will have uh, their overlooked, I keep wanting to call it undiscovered, overlooked Animal Kingdom uh Details about Animal Kingdom you never would have guessed or known, and it's actually really fascinating. I really encourage you to stay tuned. And uh, remember, tomorrow, 8 p.m., disunplugged.com, the Travel Tech Show. Stay tuned for that. So thanks for being with us, and we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.